Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello there and welcome to So I Got To Thinking, your weekly podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and apply them to modern living. You are listening to Lucy Liu, Juno Dawson and Lucy Lai, Dylan B. Jones. <laughs> God, I can't wait for the episode. I forgot she was in it. I know, in her J'adore Dior t-shirt, which is all I want in my life. And I do, I always keep my eye on Vestiaire Collective, which is an app that sells design designer clothes and all I want is a Jador Dior tank top but they're really really expensive I really want the um so Carrie wears that I think it's Galliano newspaper newspaper print (gasps) dress yes she wears it twice yeah there's like a men's like shirt version of it um but and I've looked it up and but for one thing it's 300 pounds and for another thing, Galliano is trash. So I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say, what? What do you do? Um, what do you do? If if any if anybody listening would like to send me a <laughs> naughty's Jador Dior tank top, I'm if and if Dior are listening, we're we're always open to um, sponsorship deals as well. So <laughs> hundreds. I mean, let's face it, Dylan and I would love a freebie. If if yeah. you are somebody in a position to send us things. By all means, slide into our DMs. <laughs> we love a present. It's like Animal Crossing. They drift over attached to a balloon and we shoot them down. And that's that's how we live in lockdown. How is how is your lockdown going, Dylan, before we move on to the episode itself? Yeah, my lockdown's going um the best it's the best it's been since mm-hmm. um our trials, since the Hunger Games began. Because of the way that things have gone, life is starting to get, for me anyway, is starting to get some semblance of normalcy back. I'm seeing friends, I'm feeling creative. Yeah, it's good. How about you? Good. Not so bad. Just really, really, really busy with work. And I think um, that's something that's been a bit of a surprise to me, which is the last couple of years I've been doing more and more TV work. And because most studios are shut in terms of actual filming and production, the one thing that they can do is work on script development. So I've got about five plates spinning at the moment. And next week I'm going... I'm basically going to work on my first TV show. So Fab, um, wow. I will be going into a writer's room for the first time, which is wow. meant to be top secret, but there you go. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> I think, which writer's room, so... <laughs> I think touch wood, I mean, like, I'm no scientist, obviously, but touch wood, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, some very small, socially distanced teams of uh, 
showmakers will be able to start things up, maybe? Yes. Emmerdale, yeah. Emmerdale and EastEnders have started filming this week. So oh, wow. Cool. There you go. And which, which means soon, Dylan, we might be able to touch each other's faces once again <laughs> at the at the ACAS studios. And then we can get some guests as well. We can we can bring some guests back to So I Got to Think oh, Land as well. yeah. Remember yeah. guests? Remember oh. what that was like? So this Dive week, in. so we, we're watching season two, episode 11, I want to say, yeah. which is evolution. What, yeah. what happens, Dylan? So Carrie's main storyline is kind of being able to leave her possessions at Biggs. And they discuss, they discuss like generally like men's hangups around a woman taking over their space a little bit, don't they? Um, mm. So that's Carrie's theme. Um, not much for Miranda this week. She's got a lazy ovary. She has a lazy ovary and goes on a date with a man with plugs. Yeah. yeah. And Samantha encounters the one man that she ever fell for, isn't it? Lex um, Luthor from the new Adventures of Superman. Yes. So slimy. Like, oh, Dominic. so slimy. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlotte dates, <laughs> um, Charlotte dates a quote unquote gay straight man. Well, let's leave Charlotte to the second half because I think we've got a lot to say about oh. gay straight men and straight gay men. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think I would like to let's right up front deal with the question this week, which actually has nothing to do with anything else in the episode. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. The, the question Weird, was, yeah. have, have we evolved past relationships? Yeah. This this yeah. question isn't answered by any of their stories. <laughs> it's so weird. It's 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 just like it's almost just like a random Facebook status from Carrie just like thrown <laughs> into all of it with no context. Like mm. um Carrie if it were now it would have just been a tweet. <laughs> yeah. I wonder this this episode again so obviously in season two, we went up from 12 episodes to 18 episodes, yeah. which has meant we've, <clears throat> we've seen a bit of filler. Filler. And yeah. um, this one feels, because obviously next week's episode is a really big episode for Carrie and Big, but this week, this week, nothing particularly groundbreaking happens. None of them answer the question. So I mean, should we, should we attempt to answer this question in the first act. So, in modern times, in 2020, have we evolved past relationships? Go. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, our current situation has very much put a different spin on that. I have never felt more privileged and more um, grateful to be in a relationship than I am now. But having said that, I, I really, really don't want to, like patronize single people by saying that it must be really difficult right now. I'm sure some single people right now are like loving it. Um, mm. But I think that um, in the context of Sex and the City, I think we've evolved well past how things were when Sex and the City came out. There was so much more of a focus on relationships in the 90s, wasn't there? Yeah. And on marriage and all of it. And now like particularly our generation are... Um, a lot of people are owning being single and are not feeling any pressure to meet people and settle down. Yeah, I mean, A, I think what you've just said about being in a relationship during lockdown, a million percent. Yeah. I don't know. And I must admit, I can't really see my life without Max full stop. But I don't really know what I would have done if I'd been single. I think I would have probably gone back to my mum's. I guess. Yeah, because, I was, thinking, I was yeah. thinking about that. I think I would have moved in with a friend. Yeah. Right just, at the start. I, I 
if you are doing lockdown by yourself, absolute hats off to you. Because I just, yeah. I think even if you are the happiest single person in the world, it must be tough because it's not so much about having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's about the fact that your contact with other humans has been really, really limited. And I think even the most introverted introverts may have struggled for eight weeks or however long yeah. it's been. But the other thing as well is I think Carrie could have really easily answered her own question by saying, it's not that we've evolved past relationships, it's that relationships have evolved. Oh yeah, completely. Thank you, I'm a writer, Dylan. (laughs) Can you tell? Um, So yeah, I I think that's it. I I think there is no need to evolve past relationships. However, I think there is always a benefit to evolving our old fashioned notions of relationships. Yeah, completely. That's such a good point. Like this episode, like like we said, this episode didn't in any way tackle this anyway. But part, perhaps it would have been interesting to see Charlotte having to readdress that very housewifey notion of what she thinks a relationship looks like. Maybe yeah. it would have been more interesting in this episode had Charlotte or well any of them gone out with a man who really expected them to be that fifties housewife. Or maybe Charlotte finds that she really enjoys that traditional sense of gender play. And and somebody could have asked her, you know, oh my God, Charlotte, it's the 90s. We don't do housewife anymore. And Charlotte having to own the fact she kind of likes some of those gender stereotypes. Yeah, it was a bizarrely bizarrely structured, bizarrely structured episode. And it it sort of felt a bit all over the place. It's weird. I kind of hated a lot of what was said, but... As is as is always really the case with Sex and the City, and I guess is why we love it, is I was still entertained. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you not entertained? I strangely didn't mind Carrie in this one. I, no, me neither. Can we, can we give her a gold star for when Big... So, as you mentioned, Carrie starts to colonise Big's apartment with, let's call them what they are, essentials. She leaves <laughs> some essentials at Big's house. As yeah. a woman with very long hair, you need shit. Yeah. Otherwise, you will look like a cavewoman. And, um, <laughs> and so she leaves a hairdryer and makeup wipes. Absolute basics for living in somebody's house oh my god that reminds me i had a lockdown moment of male privilege the other day so i've been growing my hair and it grows Mm -hmm. really quick so it's now really long and yesterday i woke up and looked in the mirror and as you say looked i looked like a scarecrow and i was like oh my god it doesn't just happen (laughs) it really really doesn't i've got Um, to like wash it and like style it and take care of it i mean if people think my perfectly toozled mermaid waves <laughs> get out of bed like that it takes literally two types of utensil to make my hair look like this um and poor carrie who has a head full of jennifer aniston's hair extensions yeah. you know i mean at i least... don't think her hair did not grow 25 inches overnight yeah she's got she's got at least three packets in there i think mm-hmm. so um <laughs> she needs she needs her crappy little hair dryer and big callously brings it back disguised as a gift from Barney's New York and he's just like oh you left some stuff at mine (laughs) and I fully respect Carrie for immediately going back into the bedroom and saying I meant to leave those things I need them and whereas I think We've criticised Carrie in the past for actually not saying what's on her mind. So the the fact that she immediately says, what the fuck are you doing? I need this shit. I do not wake up looking like this. And yeah. she doesn't scream. She doesn't punch him. She doesn't slosh a martini around his apartment. <laughs> she just says, 
I need those things. But then, I mean, what stage has Sex in the City got to where we're like congratulating her for not punching him? <laughs> well, you know, small steps. <laughs> yeah, um, baby steps. <laughs> However, she then kind of undoes a lot of my goodwill towards her by, in the end, she completely lets him off the hook because while he won't let her keep fucking makeup wipes in his bathroom cabinet, it's okay because he has a Polaroid of her. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? And That's, what's she a... going to do? Take off her makeup with the Polaroid? I mean... And when, <laughs> and when they're all sitting around near the start, sitting around at brunch, I think, that she says something really like, she's like, oh, Big's the kind of guy where you need to just tiptoe around with a bag. And that's quite problematic in, in a lot of ways. Although it's, um, it's lovely that she felt comfortable enough to do a shit at his house, which makes me wonder, has... How has she not shit? Like, has she been stockpiling in murdium? It uh, really made <laughs> it really made me roll my eyes. How like sensationally she said that as well. Like, I did a number for the first time. I did a number two, and it's like, well, yeah, people shit. <laughs> well, Dylan, and I'm sure Max will be delighted at me sharing this story. Oh he was God. he walked in while I was watching this bit, and he said, "Well, yeah, for for like the first few weeks when we were going out, he used to volunteer to walk the dog." And the, where I used to live in Hove, there was a public toilet on the corner. And yeah. he used to go out and he used to go for coffee. And it was, to do, it was to do a shit because he didn't want to do a shit in my flat. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divulge something now. Which go on. I have, which might shock some, which from, from responses from my friends, I'm going to guess that this will shock some listeners. But I have never been shy about shitting like I will shit in like like if I just like go to a friend's house for dinner for the first time ever I'll happily do a shit there or uh restaurants hotels de- <laughs> like I've never like I've never paid attention to where I shit like if I need a shit I'll just do a shit well if you've got to go you've got to go I, I am yeah. an IBS sufferer I think I talked about IBS when we had Alex Fox last year yeah and yeah. oh my god if there are IBS sufferers out there it really isn't a case of choice you have to go or it feels like you're gonna die so um <laughs> yeah I like you I know some really good places to poo in central London Liberties <laughs> if you go through the shoe department of Liberties there is a lovely public free free to use public toilet in Liberties Ooh, oh do you know where else foils on Charing Cross Road um, although you know when they moved it a few doors down and zhuzhed it up yeah it, the toilet there's a, they've only got like two toilets now so sometimes oh. you do ha- you sometimes you do have to queue for a while at foils uh, where else yeah. obviously south bank center but obviously you've got to be careful of cruising people weather spoon i mean like they're not the nicest toilets but you can always find a sh- shit in a weather spoons exactly yeah <laughs> i mean it's i think was it miranda who said that she was in a relationship was i think there was in a different episode where she used to creep down to a hotel lobby to do a poo as well That's ridiculous um, ridiculousness carrie well done you've been going out with him for 18 months has she always run away was she doing a max <laughs> did she pop out to the local starbucks i don't i don't know um, but, um, also in that same scene we get a momentous first mention of a scrunchie Yes. In the show. <laughs> and th- that scene alone does get five out of five scrunchies. Yeah. Um, although it, this also just at some point slightly contradicts that Miranda did stop at Steve's. That apparently she did it because we, as far as we know, she only saw his tragic little, tragic little studio apartment one time. But um, uh, he, yeah, apparently he, 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 does, never... he does have a scrunchie, yeah. 
Yeah, and she said, and he said, you never have to come here again. Yeah, mm, interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> people, we need a script editor on that. Let Let's also sack off. I don't know how we relate back Carrie and Biggs problems to evolving past relationships. Maybe know, it's, it's not... that big is unevolved because he can't let a woman into his space. Like he needs his man cave. Yeah. And in the end, make sense. Carrie acquiesces. So bollocks to that. I guess she'll be going to bed and getting makeup all over his pillows. Um, let's take a wee break. And when yeah. we come back, we will deal with Samantha and Charlotte. See you in a yes. sec. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi there, welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. This season we are being sponsored by Brighton Gin, Brighton's independent gin distillery. And we are going to be sharing with you a recipe that can be perfected with Brighton Gin. And this week we've got a classic, it's the Singapore Sling. Oh, Um, love. Love this. Possibly we could have done this last week when we were dealing with the racist depictions of Asian people. Um, So you will need um, 25 millilitres of Brighton gin, 25 millilitres of cherry brandy. Do you have that pottering around your flat? No. 25 millilitres of Benedictine. Um, Ice, a few drops of a word I can never say, Angostura bitters, pineapple juice, fresh lime juice and some sparkling water. What you're going to do is you are going to pour the gin, brandy and benedictine into a mixing glass, add the ice and bitters, stir well until the outside of the glass feels cold, pour the mixture into a tall glass, then add the pineapple juice and lime juice and stir gently, then top up with the sparkling water and garnish with a slice of pineapple. And I know it is now 20 past 11 in the morning, but I really want a cocktail. That's made me, I was just going to say that's made me really want one. Also, I went to an event, some some pride event, I think, that had a cocktail called the Vauxhall Sling. <laughs> oh my goodness. What was that made from? <laughs> Creosote. Come. No, <laughs> so, so, who should we do first? Should we do Charlotte or, Ka- or Samantha? 
Um, can we d- dive straight into Charlotte? Because I have thoughts. We all have thoughts about this. So I will say this, that the notion of gay straight men and straight gay men did slightly catch on in that I have heard my friends discuss both gay men who act stereotypically straight and also straight men who act stereotypically gay. But the problem is that this very, very much hinges on worn out, dreary, old fashioned stereotypes, which we, we do not stand. Well, incarnations of it do still exist. So like, that kind of and it was just so cringe wasn't it that chat where they were all drinking cosmopolitans and they were saying like mm. is it the gay straight man or the straight gay man and blah 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 and sh- and um someone i think carrie's voiceover said like manhattan creates this new breed of metrosexual gay man who goes to the mu- who enjoys musical theater blah 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 mm. and to a degree that is true of london as well there are certain young cool straight men i remember i lived in peckham i lived with a bunch of them um, but I think that's also like just how think straight men are now. And their version of that was like, they would say things to me like, oh yeah, like I fucked a guy once just to see. And like, I don't know, wasn't for me. That's like 2020s version of what they're talking about. <laughs> mm. Um, and I think, I think, you know, I, I know, I'm gonna, not going to name any names. I know a straight man who he did have that thing a bit like the guy that Charlotte dates in this episode, which is to be honest, most people assume he's gay when they first meet him. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like, what? He's not gay. But, you know, he's been married to his wife for a really long time. He yeah. works in children's publishing. It's a bit like the Chelsea pastry chef. If he was going to be gay, he'd <laughs> be gay. I mean, and I do, I do, I especially think that's true of guys who are living in big metropolitan cities. Yeah. I think we've come a long way as well now in terms of homophobia as well. I think, I think there is less stigma now attached to being gay, particularly. I think there's still stigma around being bi. But yeah. um, I think if you were a 20, 30 year old guy living in London on New York now, and you you weren't part of like a cult or a big heavy religious faith, which again there's still issues around faith and sexuality. Then I, I don't see why why people. I mean, I suppose that maybe I'm talking myself into a hole now. There there must be a million reasons why people choose to stay in the closet. But but you like you like to think there are fewer reasons to stay in the closet than there were 25 years ago. Yeah. What, I mean, yeah. we're not in the middle of the AIDS crisis, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Mm. What was what I found so frustrating about this episode is it could have been so cool. Like, it could have been such a cool... And it would have been another one of Charlotte's, like, cool, adventurous story arcs. I really yeah. wanted one of them to... When they were all having that conversation, when they were like, right, let's sit down, we need to figure this out. And then again with Stanford, when they were like, we need to figure this out. Why do you need to know? If he's attracted to you, like, why do you need to know whether he's straight, how he, like, how, what his sexuality is? Also, no one even said the word bisexual. Right, Never mind gay, straight or straight gay. What about bi or pansexual? I mean, oh my God. You know, kind of, I mean, ugh. It does pull it back slightly when um, they when she goes to his place and they're kissing to believe by Cher, which is like such a mood. Um, <laughs> and then and then um, Carrie's voiceover says, "Gay, straight, frankly, after two orgasms, who the hell cares?" And then I was like, "Yes, like that's what I want to hear." Mm. Um, 
But it's still, I don't know, like, it just did it. It it was a bad storyline for me. It, it's just so, it's just so dated, isn't it? Yeah, and, and again, it, it doesn't paint Charlotte in a particularly evolved light as well, when in the end, she can't, so basically Charlotte is desperate for toxic masculinity. That's what she needs in her life. You know, she needs a man who isn't gonna do the things she wants to do, who insists that she doesn't wear glasses and washes her hair and kills mice, apparently. Um, I also had an issue with, um, so we should, I mean, surely listeners will have figured out by now, like this is Charlotte dating a very effeminate straight man. That's Charlotte's storyline. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah. I mean, and it's, I mean, it's again, it's, it's funny because you, you can't really watch that episode and not think of your partner who is yeah. about as straight gay as it gets. <laughs> in that, yeah. I know a few straight people who give as many shits about football as your partner does. Yeah, um, that's true. So, so, I mean, that when, is it Samantha who says, well, uh, a straight gay guy uh, won't fuck you and talks about sports. I was like, <laughs> it's Dylan's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did think of that actually. I'm not really sure how it relates. There's some gentle teasing that goes on every so often, but like, obviously, I've never like had an existential crisis about it or particularly cared. Um, well, because I think that's of... because now, like, hopefully, as well, we would recognize or at least now to challenge stereotypes, kind of and think, well, why can't a man like Cher and musical theatre and it have nothing said about his sexuality? Um, yeah. And, and as well for somebody to, you know, one of the four of them to say, well, you know, which would you rather have, Charlotte? A, a sensitive man who appreciates the design of your dress or a fucking caveman who yeah. won't let you leave makeup wipes in his flat because he's a pig, you know. Um, A scene that really like actually made me quite angry was when he hails down the cab and, or Mm. tries to hail down the cab in a really quote unquote camp way and it drives past and then she successfully hails one. It was the way that that scene was presented in a way that was supposed to make audiences laugh. Like it was supposed to be funny. Like that's actually fucking happened to me and my friends. And I was insulted by it. Mm. And then <laughs> um, to double down, Charlotte says it helps to show a bit of leg in yeah, a striking blow for feminism. It helps yeah. to offer your body sexually. Oh, cool. Uh, great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was one of those things that just made me be, I, you know, I wasn't crushed or anything, but it was just a bit like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And let's finish up with, oh, I suppose, I mean, is there anything worth saying about Miranda and her lazy ovary? I, again, I didn't get how it fit with the plot, but then she ends up going out with just the world's most awful man. Um, and she does tell him that she doesn't need a lecture from somebody practicing crop rotation on his head. Yeah, good line. Good line. Yeah. Um, Samantha, meanwhile, acts quite strangely. It's good to know that Samantha has been in love. It yeah. adds It adds an extra string Dimension. to her bow. Yeah. Um, she looks so... Stunning. In the scene where she wears the black dress and has like the Veronica Lake hair I wrote in the restaurant. That. I wrote oh. that as well, yeah. Old movie mm. glamour. Um, Kim Cattrall Kim is a stunningly, stunningly beautiful woman. And yeah. maybe we don't say that enough. I was also obsessed with um, Carrie's styling in this episode as well. Because it was right up my street. I love that kind of like bohemian slash 
um, slightly bohemian, risque dressing, shall we say? Yeah, I really well, a loved lo- it. A lot of exposed <laughs> midriffs now. So yes, we're going yeah. into that sort of like, so we're now heading into the millennium. It's yeah. all very Y2K. At various points, both Charlotte and Carrie had... Um, um, like bandanas on their heads in this episode. Yeah, Why? Which you know, I you know Why? I love a bandana. You do love a bandana. <laughs> um, Charlotte, though, why is Charlotte wearing a bandana? And I think yeah, this this began, and an, a lot we see a lot of Carrie's freakishly toned yoga yeah. abs uh, from yeah. now on. Um, although she does later say she covers it up. Yeah, Samantha, she she reconnects with the man who broke her heart who was loathsome um and possibly yeah. explains why she later ends up with richard who is equally equally loathsome yeah it's lex luther from the new adventures of superman <laughs> and it, it's all all you can think is how he used to like push lois lane off buildings all the time <laughs> oh, also side note the guy who plays stefan who charlotte dates mm. um is dan futterman who wrote the screenplay for caposo really yeah, I did some Wikipedia-ing. And oh, inter- wow. Interestingly, in real life, he, similarly to the character, is a straight man who's perceived as effeminate. And he's spoken about it in interviews and often plays gay roles, but uh, is married to a woman. Not anymore. Queer roles to queer performance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just not touch that one. Well, because Stanford Blatch isn't gay as well. Yeah, true. Mm. But so, yeah, true. we have the ultimate... Gay straight man in Stanford Blatch, um, yeah. who is back. He's not been with us for several weeks, but he's he's with us again. Um, Cannolis and cream puffs. Oh my! my. Um, <laughs> oh bless him. I, I mean, I don't know what we can derive from Samantha. So she thinks that she's evolved now, and that she's not the little girl who was taken on a ride by this man. But then he mm. ends up taking her on a ride again, so she gets fucked over again. I feel like. I feel like it's kind of like, I haven't been in exactly the same situation, but I mm. slightly felt Samantha's storyline because I think we've all had that moment where like we want to present ourselves really well to an ex and then we kind of fail. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean, I get great pleasure now out of rocking up as post-transition Juno to oh, men yes. I dated pre-transition. Um, <laughs> given that, you know, when you your, your whole life just falls in line yeah, and, and it's like, oh, hi, I'm a best-selling author now. <laughs> oh, and sometimes I do modeling. Hi. I mean, oh, hi. Oh, it doesn't, hi. it doesn't hurt. Like, oh, you have children now. That's good for Oh my you. God. I had such, that reminds me of such a childish moment that I had. I think it was like last year and an ex was standing in the queue for um, Dollar Baby, which is this club, queer club night in East London. And I happened to know the person who was doing the door and I just like sailed past him and I was like, oh, hi, hi. I'm just going to, I'm just going around the front. I'm just, I think I'm on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I mean, just that so... life is about those little moments. <laughs> just so awful though <laughs> of me. But oh, I'm on the list. Bye. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll see you inside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. oh my God, if you, especially if it ends badly, if you can't <laughs> Slightly have a little bit of relationship Schadenfreude. Then, oh yeah. I mean, come on. We're yeah. we are we're all human. Do you know? I think we've done really well this week. I think we have answered the question better than Carrie and her friends did. Yeah. Well, you certainly did. What was what was your answer again? We 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 don't need to evolve past relationships. We just evolve the relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. Max and I are a white. 
I would say queer couple because of my transness. You know, we are monogamous. We own our own flat. We live in the suburbs now. You know, we're not a particularly revolutionary couple. But, (laughs) you know, I went on my own journey to get here. You know, I, I have taken a very non-traditional route to get to quite a traditional place and I guess that was my my journey kind of whereas in 2020 it's equally valid you know I know couples who've chosen to be together for years but live apart I love that journey I love that they need their own space um we know couples who are in throuples we know couples in open relationships you know I know for every iteration of a couple I know that couple and we're all equally valid and also it's equally valid to be single as well as we've said many many times and I wonder I must admit, I wonder if that's why they didn't answer that question again because mm. just how many weeks ago did we do they shoot single people that was like what six or seven weeks ago yeah. so I mean there's only so many times that sex and the city could say it's just as good to be single yeah um, but in this case they didn't really answer the question We have not evolved past relationships. Of course, we haven't. No. As you may remember from last week, we talked at great length. Great length. Thank you. Great lengths. um, About circumcision. And I believe we've had some listener feedback. Yeah, so we asked for... Because we were perplexed at the Sex and the City ladies conversation about circumcision and we wondered how specific it was to um american culture etc etc um so we asked for some listener feedback on instagram and had a couple of really interesting comments that girl allison says hey new yorker here yeah i think so many men are circumcised here because of religion i've never had a problem with shagging a guy who's uncircumcised you know who usually has a problem with it my guy friends who hear about it they thought it was so gross if a guy wasn't cut. But personally, I don't give a shit. As long as a guy's tongue works, I'm all good. <laughs> yes! Yes! Thanks, um, Alison. Thank you. <laughs> and then another one from Solid Christian Trunk <laughs> um, saying, I would never sleep with an uncircumcised man, just couldn't do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there are still people out there where it's a, a, a make, or, make or break. All I can say to solid Christian Trunk, and I am, of course, now picturing <laughs> Becky from Drop Dead Gorgeous, um, is I didn't like prawns for a really long time <laughs> because they freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God, you're like swallowing a little creature whole, and that feels really mm. weird. And then I had some prawns, and now I can't get enough. Just put some garlic butter on it is what we're saying. Put some garlic butter and chilli on on the foreskin. Um, No, oh my God. Do you know, I cannot stress this enough. If you are one of our American listeners who are creeped out by foreskins, I'm just like, just get into it. It's like a delicious flesh hood. Oh God, that's not going to convince them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, world. Next week is a big one there. Next week we've got La Douleur Exquise. Oh, yes. Um, which iconic filet fish In fact, maybe... Ma- <gasps> Dylan, next week McDonald's might be open again. And we should oh get... We should God. get some Deliveroo McDonald's. Um, also, I remember it's Miranda... And is it Will Arnett who, like, loves having sex in public? Oh, my God, it is Will Arnett, yes! <laughs> oh, great celebrity well. star, yes. <laughs> Um, 
So right. yeah, ne- well, next week we will be doing bondage with the gang. Um, <laughs> uh, until then, you can follow us at SIGTT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Juno Dawson. And I am, I am at Dylan B. Jones, LDM. Fab. Um, until next week, take care and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.